Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Often, when you begin to contemplate existence, people ask the question, Who am I? Well, depending on where you are at that moment, the answer can be very different. We understand that we have all been given the same gifts from Allah. Everyone has been given a soul and everyone has been given consciousness. But consciousness is not the same for everyone. There's the story of when Moses came down from the mountain with the tablets and he began to talk to the people about what was in the tablets and a man whose name was Koresh said why are you telling us all this we're all the same why should you be the one in front why should you be doing the talking and then there was a a bolt of lightning came and the ground opened up where he was standing and he fell in so the answer to the question we're all the same is yes and no <laughs> under, circum under certain circumstances we are the same but under other circumstances we're not at all the same and where does that sameness change what differentiates people well it's not the way they look, it's not their language, it's their level of consciousness. It's whether you live in the nefs or whether you've escaped the nefs. The lower consciousness, the animal consciousness, if you live in the animal consciousness, you have a certain kind of consciousness. But if you've escaped the animal consciousness and you live in the realms of consciousness that are closer to Allah, you are different than the ones who live in animal consciousness. You're different in almost every way. People with an animal consciousness will do things that people who have a higher consciousness will not do. So, for the people with the lower consciousness, religion came, and shariat came, and canon law came, and halakha came, all the different names of the different uh, laws in the different religions. And that was to control yourself until higher consciousness came. And uh, a question once was put to Bawa, are we people of religion or are we people of consciousness? And his answer was, until you have consciousness, you should be able to look at the religions to learn how to act. So, we can't assume that we have consciousness. The problem is, ignorance doesn't understand wisdom. So ignorance believes it is wisdom.
If you've ever spoken to somebody who's very opinionated and simultaneously very ignorant, you can't make any headway. And if you try, that person will just get angrier and angrier at you because it's evident he understands and you don't. So the Quran says, advise, but don't insist. So if somebody asks you, you can tell them and help them, but if you try to push them, it's not good. They will push back because what does an animal do when you push it? Um, if you push a raccoon into a corner, all of a sudden you see its teeth and it begins to growl. Well, consciousness is like that. And what happens is that as you go higher and higher into consciousness, certain things have to be left behind. You have to learn to give up on doing certain things. I was talking to somebody yesterday who uh, I didn't know. And the subject of mysticism came up. And he said something to me that I thought was interesting. Because I had mentioned tolerance and, uh, and justice and uh, mercy. And he said, well, I've understood you should just skip those things and go straight to Allah. Go straight to God. And I explained to him, that's ignorance. Because you think that you can not have these qualities and then go straight to God. Or these qualities aren't important and you can go straight to God. You think that you can take off from the situation that you are and go straight to Allah. Well, you can't go from the situation that you are and go straight to Allah. In Sufism, they tell you you need to be with the Sheikh at least 12 years before that change can occur. And what is that change? What people don't realize is that Rahman, mercy, is Allah. That compassion is Allah. That all of these higher qualities are what make up Allah. And if you don't have them, you can't go to Allah. So, unless you have given up anger, unless you've given up hastiness, unless you've given up jealousy, unless you've given up vengeance, then you can't be admitted into the place of tolerance. You can't be in, admitted into the place of justice. But you see, people who aren't in justice, who are in the animal self, see justice in an entirely different way than consciousness, higher consciousness, sees justice. Justice in the lower realms is I have enough to eat today. And it doesn't matter what you have.
Justice in the lower realm is just about the self and getting for the self what the self needs. And for a lot of people, they don't understand the difference between getting what the self needs and God. To them, it's all one thing. God is here to provide for me. And as long as I'm in tune, I will be provided for. The, the, the switch, when consciousness occurs, is that it's understood that God provides for everyone. When consciousness elevates in the individual, then we become helpers in that work. We become ones who help provide for everyone. We don't just do for ourselves anymore. We also do for others. So, who are you? Are you one who does for yourself? Or are you one who helps with others? Well, in the answer to that question, it's indicative, it shows what your consciousness is at that moment. Now, that doesn't mean you can't change. Sometimes when you see a beggar, you give him money. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes when you have an opportunity to help, you do. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes everything you think about is yourself. And sometimes you think about others. You're not always in the same place. That's the difference between being in a state and being in a station. Being in a place where you're consistently one way or you fluctuate between one way and another way. When we were with Bawa, the thing we noticed was that he was consistently one way. He didn't fluctuate from one way to another way and from this way to that way. You could, you could expect him to be merciful and tolerant whenever you saw him. Now, there's a disease, a mental disease, called bipolar. Uh, it used to be called manic depressive. And what it means is that sometimes you're one way and sometimes you're another way. Sometimes you're very, very, very happy and sometimes you're very, very, very sad. You keep going back and forth depending on what's going on that day. Well, it's the same way with consciousness. Sometimes you're merciful and sometimes you're selfish. Sometimes you're giving and sometimes you're taking. Now, what we have to realize and what we have to understand is that we need to get into a position where we give, not where we take. And we are given because we give. Not everybody can understand that you are given in relationship 
to the amount that you give. People think that to get, you have to take. Some people think that to get, you have to steal. They don't even understand that what you do has to be halal. They just think you have to get. We have to begin to understand what our relationship is with other people. What our relationship is with God. What it is that relationship is and what that relationship is supposed to be. When we can begin to understand that and continue to do that, even though it's difficult, we become more stable in our Lord. We, we become more stable in our way with Allah. <coughs> we become more centered in the truth. So we're not here and we're not there. We find a place that's appropriate in the middle. Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said this is the middle path. This isn't a path of exaggeration. So we have to learn to be in the middle. We have to learn not to be angry and not to be overly excited about things. What happens when you get overly excited about things is when the things stop going that way, you become sad. And if you can keep your stability in the middle, your life will head towards the right way and towards God. Now, you have to understand what it means to head towards God. What it means to be within the truth. What it means to be on the way. The first thing you need to know is that fanaticism is not the way. Fanatics have lost their understanding. Fanatics run around screaming that I'm going to do this for Allah. Well, Allah doesn't need us to do things for him. He can do whatever he wants. And there's a certain kind of arrogance in people who describe the world as what they're doing for Allah and how they're going to protect Allah in the world. Allah does not need our protection. We need His protection. And only when we really understand that we need His protection can we become haq, reality. If we don't understand that we need His protection, then we are not reality. We are in a state of delusion and a state of illusion where we think we are the actors and what we do somehow protects Allah, somehow makes the world uh, correct for religion. We can't do this. Only God can do this. Only Allah can do this. So somehow we have to realize that there is purposeful inaction. 
when you're driven to do something, you have to purposefully stop yourself from doing it. And that takes enormous effort. When you become angry, can you pull yourself away from your anger, go in a room, and lock the door until it passes? If you can do that, it shows that your higher consciousness is now overcoming your lower consciousness. If you can't do it, and you act out on your anger, it means your lower consciousness has taken control of your higher consciousness. We were watching a movie yesterday about a man who was trying to get over his anger. So he was getting really angry, and he was justified. What happened was wrong. The people who did what they did shouldn't have done it, and he had a right to be angry, according to the world. But he knew that there is no right to be angry. You have to be able to do away with it. But he couldn't get the anger out of himself. So what did he do? He ran away into the woods and screamed. So at least he didn't hurt anybody. He stayed away from engaging his anger into a situation that would cause a bad result. Somebody would get hurt. Somebody would feel his anger and it could cause terrible, terrible problems in the world. We need to understand and we need to have the faith that Allah will take care of things. One time Abu Bakr was sitting with the Prophet and an Arab came in and started complaining about Abu Bakr and was saying all these terrible things uh, about Abu Bakr. And the whole time while this is going on, the Prophet is sitting there and smiling. And then Abu Bakr began to defend himself. And when he began to defend himself, the prophet's looking like this. And this went on for about a half hour. And the Arab left. <coughs> and Abu Bakr asked the prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, why were you smiling when the man was saying all these bad things at me? And why were you looking sad when I was trying to defend myself. And the prophet answered him and said, when the other man was saying all these bad things about you, the angels came and were defending you. When you began to defend yourself, the angels left. And I was sad that the angels left. Do we have the kind of faith that believes when we are right Allah and his angels will defend us. Or do we feel we have to defend ourselves? Well, the truth is, sometimes you do have to defend yourself. Uh, and sometimes you shouldn't. But you can only know the difference if you have wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, you will always pick up the sword. And always is not the right time 
for the sword. <laughs> only, only sometimes is the sword correct. We all know that the prophet waited years and years and years before he defended himself. And it was only through constant provocation that he got to the point of defending himself. Yet, Allah was always defending him. And when he didn't defend himself, nothing terrible happened. So, do we have that kind of faith? Is our faith strong enough to sit still while Allah defends us? Can we accept that Allah defends us? Or do we have to pick up a sword and run around like a crazy person? It's a, it's a subtle point. But if you look at the names of Allah in the Asmo Husna, almost all of the names are like Rahman and Rahim. They're soft. Uh, soft is Jamal. Harsh is Jalal. And out of the hundred names, maybe three or four are Jalal. Ninety-six are Jabal. And, and the Jalal is to protect the Jamal. It's not there by itself. It's there to protect mercy and to protect uh, compassion and to protect tolerance and to protect justice so that justice can go on and thrive, so that mercy can go on and thrive. So realize that if you practice mercy, Allah protects you. If you practice justice, Allah protects you. If you practice tolerance, Allah protects you. Because he is protecting himself. Because he is mercy and compassion and justice. And he's not going to allow people to come in the way of that. In the world, the way the world is, this is sometimes hard to see. And sometimes hard to understand. And sometimes hard to explain. But the problem is our problem. Because we cannot see the perfection of Allah's ways because we are so stuck in the world. So everything is always perfect. It's just that we have trouble seeing and understanding perfection. If we were closer to Allah, we would understand better what is going on. Um... In 1970-something, late 70, early 80s, Jimmy Carter came to the conclusion that the Shah should leave Iran and that they should let Khomeini come into Iran. And Bawa was sitting watching television, and he said, Khomeini is coming into Iran like the angel of death. Millions of people will die in Iran because he came in. And he, he knew right away. Jimmy Carter didn't know. 
he was a very powerful man. He was president of the United States. But he didn't understand. He thought he was doing good. But he was doing the worst thing he could for the country. But a wise man can see these things right away. A wise man can understand what's going on on another level. Ordinary man cannot. So what we have to do is we have to give up our ignorance. And how do we give up our ignorance? By becoming tolerant, by becoming compassionate, by becoming just, by becoming the qualities of Allah. And if we can't do that, we remain in ignorance. Because wisdom is merciful. Wisdom is compassionate. Wisdom has justice. And things that are opposite to those things are ignorant. And only ignorant people are involved in it because they don't understand themselves and they don't understand Allah. And it's only when you understand the truth of Allah that you begin to understand reality. All the religions will say to you, Allah will protect my religion because it's the only one that he believes in. Allah will protect my religion because he made it the great religion. Well, what Allah protects is mercy and justice and tolerance and the people who have mercy and justice and tolerance. And they are the ones who are Allah's group. They are the ones who become Allah's. Allah loves the ones who are like him. Allah takes care of the ones who are like him. Allah protects the ones who are like him. And it's not about your religion, it's not about your language, it's about your heart and what has happened in your heart. And when you begin to understand that, then you begin to understand that it's not how you go to your place of worship. It's how you open up your heart when you pray. So it's not the words alone that you say. It's what's the state of your heart when you pray. What's your attitude when you pray? Ali said, when I pray, I pray as if I were seeing God. And even if I don't see God, I think I will see God. And so we have to pray that way. We have to pray as if we were standing before Allah. And that's why in the Islamic prayer, every time you pray, you do the night visit. You do the visit that Muhammad did to Allah. The prayers that you say during that are the words that were said by the angels and by the prophet when that visitation happened. So five times a day, you are given the opportunity to make that visitation to Allah. What a wonderful thing. Why would you not want to do that? 
Because one day, inshallah, you'll make that visitation. You will be the one going before Allah. You'll be the one welcomed by the angels. This is for every man. The prophets came as examples to us of what to be and what to become. The Qutubs came to us as examples of what to be and what to become. The friends of Allah come into this world as examples of what to be and what to become. Not everybody understands this and not everybody understands what it is like to be a friend of Allah. Many people want to be sheikhs and gurus because they think it gives them power. Well, if you think you can be a sheikh because of the power it gives you, you can't be a sheikh. What a sheikh is given is difficulties. And who are the difficulties? All the people who come to him. He has to be able to help each one of them and love them, even though many of them are not very lovable because they need to be transformed. And that's really a difficult place. People who need to be transformed are difficult people. Why? Because they haven't been transformed yet. They still live in the lower self. So when you try to pet one of them, they could kick you. When you try to hug one of them, they could bite you. They put you in difficult situations. And the sheikh has to be able to handle these difficult situations. So if we want to become friends of Allah, we have to be able to handle the difficult situations of the difficult people that come into our lives. We have to see them as ill. If, 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 if a doctor, if you came to a doctor with a broken arm, would you scream at him for having a broken arm? Well, if somebody comes in with a broken heart, and these are, anger is a disease of the heart. Jealousy is a disease of the heart. Hastiness is a disease of the heart. Selfishness is a disease of the heart. These are hearts that haven't been cured. These are hearts that don't understand the truth. Now, in certain instances, these kind of people can't be helped because you don't have enough mercy and compassion to help them. So you just ask Allah to help them. Uh, some people are evil, and you have to stay away from them. It's all very subtle, and you have to find your way through all of this. But if you have given yourself up to Allah's mercy, if you've given yourself up to Allah's compassion, Allah will give himself up to your compassion. He is the king to the king and the beggar to the beggar. He's the lover to the lover. So what you are is what Allah gives you. If you think you're a king, Allah is a bigger king. And that's the end of your kingdom. If you're a beggar, Allah is a 
poorer beggar, and he will help lift you up. So, you have to understand your relationship with God. Your arms are too short to box with God. It doesn't work. Allah gives and we take. Can we come to the point (coughs) where we also give? Where we also understand what giving is and become the ones involved in giving? The world changes when you become grateful. And the world changes again when you're so grateful that you begin to give. The only things that you can take with you to the next world are the things that you give away. All of the things that you hold on to will not do you any good. So, in our prayers, we have to ask that we be taken from the lower levels to the higher levels. And we ask that we be worthy to stay in the higher levels. And that means we have to stay away from anger. We have to stay away from judgment. We have to stay away from all of the things that have to do with promoting our own ego, with promoting ourselves. We are the representatives of Allah. And in the work we do, we have to have the qualities that Allah has. May he make it easy for us to do this. Amen.